Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. My name is James Lynch, and today I'll be talking about the theory of low self-control and how it relates to crime. The theory of low self-control was proposed in 1990 by Travis Hersky and his colleague Michael Gottfredson, and today it is accepted as one of the most valid theories of crime. Uh, this theory assumes that individuals are predisposed to being selfish at birth and that only effective socialization can really create self-control in a person. Uh, additionally, this theory identifies low self-control as the only one factor that causes criminal behavior, but it's a little that's a little vague and misleading because low self-control in itself implicates things such as like risk-taking, impulsiveness, self-centeredness, quick temper. So really, uh, you know, it says low self-control, but it means a few different things. Uh, one more thing, this theory kind of states that, that self-control must be established in a child by the time they're 10 years old. And if not, then it'll be really difficult, if, if not impossible, for, for that person to exhibit a, a, a big sense of self-control when they're older. Uh, okay, so keeping all this in mind, how can we use this to combat crime? Uh, generally speaking, I think we need to start like when kids are young and try to teach them right from wrong when they're younger. So one study showed that some people with low self-control had anticipated much less shame than average about drunk driving and shoplifting, and additionally, more pleasure than average as well. Uh, so if we make sure that at a young age we can teach kids responsibility and like right from wrong and why it's very wrong to do things like drinking and driving and stealing, we'll have much less drunk drivers and thieves because people will feel more shame about doing, about doing them and less pleasure as well. So if we can really establish that like in school, I think we need to establish these kind of programs in school so kids learn it better. Uh, so another thing, I think our society needs to do better like anti-crime advertising. I believe that if a company started producing advertisements that kids could like really relate to about being a good kid and not breaking the law, then kids that see these ads at a young age, when they're still very impressionable, it will lead them to less likely to be a crime in the long run when they're older. And the relatable part is very important here because we can, if you look at things like the truth campaign, the anti-smoking campaign, some of their advertisements are a little on the weirder side and, and it's not something kids can relate to. So even if those advertisements are factually true, the fact that a kid sees them is like, wow, that's weird. Like, it's not going to make them not want to smoke. It, so you, it needs to be relatable to the kids so they can grow up and be like, yeah, smoking's not cool. I'm not going to do that. Uh, one other thing that we can do, I think we need to try to shift our criminal justice system to focus more on rehabilitation with positive reinforcement rather than punishment. These types of systems are much better at teaching criminal offenders right from wrong and to, and to really like actually think before they act. Studies show that most people who commit crime uh, do, continue to do so after they get out of jail, and that is because the current prison system we have does not teach people anything, really. And that's the problem we need to fix. If we focus more on rehabilitation, people will actually learn how to better themselves and gain that sense of self-control. This really is the only way that has been seen to help adults gain a sense of self-control, as well as self-awareness about their actions and right from wrong. If we start with these kinds of things, I, I really think it'll go a long way in helping reduce crime overall. And, okay, well, that's all the time I have for today. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and have a great day. Goodbye.